What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 30 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Wednesday, March 10th. Um, you know, it's spring break. I am very happy to finally have a little bit of a break this semester. Um, I felt like it's been in go, go, go mode the entire time. Um, and there's not really an issue with that, of course. You know, it's good to be busy. It's good to have stuff on your plate. It's good to have stuff on the agenda. Um, but sometimes it's it's nice to actually, you know, be able to take a step back, be able to, you know, just take a breath and relax and kind of just enjoy uh, enjoy some time to yourself, enjoy some time with your loved ones, um, you know, whatever uh, the case may be. Um, so I'm excited for spring break, excited to kind of just uh, hit the reset button on on this semester as, you know, it, it's just it's just time. You know, it's it's been um, it's been fun for the most part. Don't get me wrong. I, I've been in the some of the classes that I've been wanting to take, you know, my entire life, really. And um, it's been very rewarding in that type of way. But um, I'm just excited to finally have a break. Um but yeah, like I said, I hope you all are having a great Wednesday. Um, and let's get into it. I mean, the big news of, I mean, before we get into the big news, let's go ahead, first and foremost, wish the best new upcoming quarterback is actually going to be his Jordan year this year. And it's crazy because he's going to lead the Chargers to another, to a, to a Super Bowl win. Um, and that is Justin Herbert. I just wanted to wish Justin Herbert a happy birthday. Of course, the uh, 2020 Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, might have heard of him. Broke like literally every single record that is possibly um, that that is possible for a quarterback. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to wish Justin uh, Herbert a happy 23rd. Hope all is well. Hope you are making yourself a victory brisket. Um, and yeah. Um, on to some more NFL news, of course. Uh, the big storyline of the week is Dak Prescott finally, 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 finally getting paid as him and the Dallas Cowboys finally agreed on a four-year deal worth $160 million, um, a record-setting $126 million guaranteed. Uh, so the first three years are going to be on average $42 million a year. Um, the deal also includes a no-trade clause, um, and it also prevents Dak Prescott uh, from being franchised had again. Um, of course, uh, the news of um, Dak finally getting this long-term deal that he's deserved uh, struck home for a lot of uh, his, his former teammates, his teammates currently, as you know, we saw Demarcus Lawrence, um, I mean, not even his former team as well, but just lead, uh, players across the league, uh, athletes um, in other sports as well. I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence, his teammate, Jalen Ramsey, uh, an opposing uh, um, DB on the Rams, Des Bryant, Allen Robinson, um, you know, Torrey Smith, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, a lot of athletes just came together and uh, congratulated Dak as this is much deserved. Um, of course, we saw first and First, firsthand, uh, just how much this Dallas Cowboys team needs Dak, um, and how much better they are with him uh, as their quarterback. As I know, they played better towards the tail end of the year, um, but you know, it it was just uh, plain as day obvious um, that Dak Prescott is the quarterback of that team, and uh, Andy Dalton um, 
you know, had really no business being the starting quarterback this year other than Dak getting hurt. So uh, it's good to see him finally get what he deserves. Uh, of course, they had a press conference today, actually an in-person press conference, uh, socially distanced, um, of course, but uh, crazy to see that in-person press conferences are happening um, with actual media, not media on, um, you know, a Zoom call as they're doing something uh, in person. But uh, Dak, um, probably the, you know, biggest uh, statement he said all day was, uh, this is my home and I'm not leaving. This is only the beginning. So um, I, I know that uh, Dallas Cowboy fans are excited for this. Um, he's now the second highest paid quarterback in the league, only trailing Patrick Mahomes, who has an average salary of $45 million instead of only forty. dollars um, And then following them are Deshaun Watson at uh, $39 million, Russell Wilson at $35 million, and both Rogers, um, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Jared Goff at $33.5 million. So uh, that pressed on into some elite company. Uh, got me thinking, though, what will the Dallas Cowboys accomplish with that press shot? Over the next four years, I know they have not won that Super Bowl since 95, I believe. Uh, they have not, um, you know, won more than, I, I, I want to say, three or four playoff games since then. Um, but truthfully, I believe that they can make the, the playoffs at least all four of these years. Um, I think they have enough talents on both sides of the ball, really, um, to not be competing in that NFC East division. Um you know, I, I don't necessarily know if, uh, you know, some of these other teams are going to get better over the next few years, but it, I, I just feel as if the Dallas Cowboys with Dad Prescott as their quarterback should be the best team in that division. Um, and, um, you know, I'm not going to rule out a uh, NFC camp, uh, championship appearance um, or multiple. I, I think the biggest hurdle that they'll have to face will, of course, be Tom Brady um still facing Aaron Rodgers um you know like if they yeah kid Nate I mean that's that's when they're gonna have to prove themselves I'm not that's why I I don't want to say I'm gonna uh not say they um you know don't uh make the playoffs because I feel like they are in the worst division in football and they could definitely squeeze their way in there um and I mean I'm not ruling out a possible you know NFC championship appearance um, and even a Super Bowl appearance, but uh, those are going to be the games where they're going to have to prove themselves. I feel like I will, if I had to put my money on it, I would bet that they would be in the playoffs, but I would not bet on uh, them going to the Super Bowl or them going to the ch- conference championship game or them winning either of those games. And that's not to say that they can't. It's more to say um, I know who they have to face, and I know um, you know the the level of competition that is in that NFC. Uh, division and I would probably put my money on the other teams that I just mentioned over the Cowboys um, but like I said it doesn't matter they could still get the job done but congratulations to Dak um, but uh, on to some other quarterback news um, of course like I mentioned with Dak Prescott uh, the quarterback right below him at uh, 39 million dollars a year average is Deshaun Watson and he's still trying to uh, you know feel this market out uh, see who wants him, see who uh, can possibly make a, a trade for him. Um, and it seems to be that the Bears, the Chicago Bears, are um, offering the most at the moment for Deshaun Watson, um, as it would be a tough, it would be uh, tough to find a team willing to give up more for the, for the quarterback um, at the moment. 
and this is uh, via Jeff Darlington on NFL Live. Um, and but uh, today, actually, um, right before I started this podcast, uh, Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers actually have restructured um, his contract. And oh yeah, Christian McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson of the Panthers restructured their contracts to give the Panthers more cap space. Um, and this comes in news as um, the Panthers are also a team that has been in those conversations for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater got that huge contract uh, the previous year, but um, it seems as if they are still exploring their options, still would uh, want an upgrade at the quarterback position. Um, so, you know, it's getting, it's getting heat, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting more and more, uh, closer towards the, um, finish line as to when we will see Deshaun Watson in a Jersey, uh, sooner rather than a New Jersey sooner rather than later. In my opinion, I think that there will be something, um, soon. Uh, I really just cannot see him suiting up for the Tetsons again. And I really think that a deal will be done. Um, yeah, like I said, sooner rather than later, and it'll be interesting to see, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just that time of year. Of course, the NFL today actually agreed on, or they finally settled on a cap for the 2021 season. And that cap is 182.5 million. Why is that important? Last year's cap was 198.5 million. So $16 million dollars. Um, a $16 million decrease in cap this year, which, um, you know, of course, the good news is that it's finally set and teams can finally, you know, start to make real moves, start to make real restructures and contracts, um, you know, just solidifying um, everything with that number set. Um, but the bad news is that it's going to be a rough you know, week probably as it's already started with players getting cut, teams trying to find as many ways as possible to save money as there are 10 teams at the moment that are above that threshold for the cap, of course, because, I mean, you know, $16 million decrease uh, does do plenty of things for organizations who were expecting uh, the cap to possibly stay the same or even increase to the 200 plus million range that we've never seen before in the NFL. So, um you know, unfortunately, that that's that's how it is. But like I said, we've already seen some some uh, key notable guys get either tagged or um, are headed to free agency. The, along those names, um, of course, the uh, Buccaneers actually let Chris Godwin know that uh, he would be tagged. Um, the uh, Chicago Bears placed a franchise tag on Allen Robinson, um, and some key guys that are not getting the franchise tag. Um, we'll, are including Emmanuel Sanders of the Saints as he just got released. Uh, Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers is going to be headed to free agency. Um, they did not use their franchise tag on him. Uh, the Chargers and Kenny Gall, I mean the Chargers and Henry Henry. Um, we'll see if the Chargers and him can make uh, get a full time deal, a long term deal, um, or if he will move on. Uh, the Detroit Lions and Kenny Galladay as well. Um, they both will become free agents this off season. So. Plenty of key notable guys headed into free agency. Um, we'll see. It'll be very interesting um, where all these guys will land. Um, a lot of players that can literally benefit a team from day one with their work ethic, with their attitude, uh, w just with the player and skills that they are. So 
um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But um, on to some music news. Of course, uh, as we all have been able to see, um, the world is changing. The world is getting better. Um, and with that, of course, comes uh, the question of when will concerts, when will festivals uh, come back? Currently, I personally have two tickets to concerts that I've been dying to go to, but have been postponed twice. Uh, first and foremost, Tame Impala. It's currently scheduled for September 15th. Um, that one I am hoping will still happen, regardless of if I have to wear a mask. Are you kidding me? To see Kevin Parker live would be amazing. Um, and then the weekend in March of 2021, I, I would assume by a year from now, uh, most of this, I know, you know, I don't know necessarily if we're going to stop be wearing masks, but I would assume that all of us would be vaccinated by then, I would hope, um, or the vast majority to allow masks to not really be required anymore, allow more things to be open at full capacity. Um, but today uh, marks the first festival to really um, announce um, something for 2021 as Life is Beautiful 2021, um, which runs three days. It'll be September 17th to the 19th, announced um, their lineup, announced when tickets would be on sale. Of course, this is um, in Las Vegas. Uh, so, um, you know, if this is uh, the case moving forward, I'm very excited. Of course, um, the main, the uh, headliners for this one would be Billie Eilish, Green Day, and Tame Impala. So, uh, different vibe. I remember Life is Beautiful um, 2019 was a lot, there was a lot of rap, a lot of um, hip-hop at that one. Um, but don't get me wrong, there's still, there's still some hip-hop uh, for this, for this year's Life is Beautiful, but um, it, Looks to just be really on day two with ASAP Rocky being right before Green Day. Uh, we have Young Thug in there as well, and then we have Black uh, to open the day. Um, and then on, yeah, I mean, it looks like on Friday there's no hip hop. Oh, Don Tolliver is toward the top. I mean, he's not, he's hip hop, but he's, he's more RB uh, pop. Um, and then Sunday really just has JID. And yeah, that's it. So, like I said, if a couple years ago, a complete switch um, from a couple years ago where it was mostly hip hop to this year, kind of just uh, being all sorts of genres um, at the festival. But regardless of you know what it is, um, it's it's a good sign to see festivals. Um, you know, hopefully back. We'll see if Coachella announces an October thing or uh, if they'll be back in. Uh, April when they normally are. We'll see if Camp Flodnon's back. We'll see if Astro World uh, Festival's back. We'll, we'll see. You know, there's a, there's a whole, you know, before COVID, there was a whole entire lineup, and everybody knew the months and the days uh, that these festivals were typically landing on. So um, I, I'm sure that uh, with time, uh, we'll we'll be able to see which ones will also be announced for this year, and then. Um, just seeing if, if it all play out, um, you know, to plan. Uh, but, um, Frank Ocean, you know, somebody that was supposed to perform at Coachella, uh, my first Coachella, unfortunately did not happen. Um, he actually dropped probably the best song of all time in Chanel four years ago today. Um, I, I thought that was pretty crazy. This, 
song was an anthem for me and my friends. Back, ju- back in junior year of high school, I, I still remember um, so I, have, I still have so many memories of um, just bumping this uh, in the car when Frank was, uh, you know, had his peak with his uh, blonded radio and uh, blonde and endless were just at the peak of uh, release of, of being released. And Frank was just seeming to kind of come out of the shadows for a while and giving us more and more. And um, but yeah, Chanel four year anniversary today. Um, man, oh man, this, this song just brings back so many memories, so many great times, so many just nostalgic, um, feelings and moments. I, I, I just hope that Frank is doing good. I hope that he's happy. I mean, at the end of the day, that man has given, um, given us so much in his music throughout the years, uh, for us not to, um, just you know, appreciate the man he is, hope he's having a good, you know, hope he's having a good time, hope he's staying safe during COVID, um, of course, I would love for Frank Ocean to draw music, but, um, you know, it, it's, he's a human being at the end of the day, you know, he's, he has his own priorities, he has his own, uh, life that he has to live, and if music and dropping a new album is not on his agenda, then there's not really much that you can control as the consumer, so, uh, I still hope that Frank is doing good. Um, you know, it's it's like I said, it's just crazy um, seeing all these anniversaries lately about um, all these artists that I, I've really just grown up on um, and all these albums really that have like shaped uh, me and my friends um, throughout the years having various anniversaries. It's, it's just uh, it's a cool feeling. And um, I'm sure that there's just so many more albums so many more singles so many more new artists that i don't even know of yet that'll continue to do this for me and my friends um but yeah moving on this into some nba news of course tonight the nba is back in action with the wizards at the grizzlies um at 5 p.m uh tonight so it, it should be on shortly um this game um actually um uh, can we can see history in this game as John Morant can join Michael Jordan and Oscar Robinson as the only players in NBA history with three straight 35 points, five rebound, and five assist games within their first career, uh, first two career seasons. Of course, Michael Jordan, Oscar Robinson uh, did. Michael Jordan did this three times um, back in ninety uh, in eighty five, and then. Uh, Oscar Robinson did this twice in his first two seasons as he did it five times in the 1960 season and four times in the 1961 season. So we'll see if John Morant's able to do this uh, tonight. Um, of course, the NBA uh, will start to pick back up uh, um, after today. Um, but some notable headlines going into the second. Uh, some notable stats that uh, might catch somebody's eye. Uh, Zion uh, Williamson, who actually just um started uh in his first all-star game uh is, he's actually on par to be the second player in nba history to average over 25 points per game on 60 percent shooting um of course the pelicans are sitting are still not in that playoff picture still trying to figure stuff out with that core see what they're going to do as they build around zion but zion's still on pace to uh break some records this year uh the joker nicola Jokic. 
Uh, Jokic is on pace to become the first player in the last 25 seasons to average 25 points per game while shooting 60% in the paint, 50% from mid-range, and 40% from three. Um, no other player has in that span of 25 seasons has even averaged 15 points per game while maintaining those averages. So some some note, some some very, very elite company um, as he's only with himself. Uh, and I mean, the Joker uh, is going to be the reason that the Nuggets continue to pull themselves out of that slow start, continue to uh, play at a high level that they have been over the past uh, 10, 15 games. Um, putting themselves back in that playoff picture. Um, but yeah, the Joker, uh, just unstoppable. And I I'm excited to, uh, as much as it sucks playing against him, I'm excited to continue watch this, continue watching this uh, Nuggets team develop. Um, you know, LeBron, on the other hand, he's actually, at 36, the oldest player to lead his team in points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, at the All-Star break, um, I thought that was pretty notable. I thought um, that speaks volumes to the longevity uh, that LeBron has been continuing to play at, as well as just how much he's continued to have to do for his team. You know, he's not just uh, there. You know, he's not just doing uh, jack shit on this later team. He's still leading them. He's still um, proving why he is one of the best players in the league um, consistently night in and night out. Um, but yeah, uh, lastly though, five players right now are currently averaging 27 points on 50, 40, and 85 shooting this season. Um, of course that means 50% from the field, 40% from three and 85% from the free throw line. Uh, these five players are Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Zach Levine, the Joker, and Kyrie Irving. Um, and then and the, the reason why this is notable, however, is entering this season, there had only been five instances total of a player doing that in a season. So um, just some stats, just some story storylines, um, you know, to kind of, you know, build up the reason as to why we are experiencing a very, very special NBA season. Of course, it sucks that a lot of us can't be attending these games. Um, a lot of us cannot be a part of um, a team you know, that hasn't been good in a while or a team that's doing really well in the jazz and, you know, not being able to be at these games. But uh, soon, soon come, we will be able to experience this all together. Um, I just, you know, I, I feel like we're watching some remarkable basketball. We're watching kind of two generations colli uh, collide in a way um, as we, we are seeing so many young stars continue to make their mark in the league, continue to prove why they belonged and we're also seeing so many older stars uh doing the same thing continuing to show why they still belong continuing to show what the, what their worth is on a on a basketball team um so we're, we're in for a very very good second half to the nba season um and of course w with that comes the mvp race and who is favored to win um as today joel Embiid actually passed lebron um, as, as the favorite to win MVP, as he is now listed at plus 200 to win the regular season MVP um, in, in the Las Vegas odds. Um, and of course, LeBron James is followed at a plus 225. Um, in third is none other than uh, the Joker. Uh, so, you know, who is the MVP of the league right now? I mean, let's go one by one. Joel Embiid currently 
averaging 30.2 points per game, 11.6 rebounds a game, shooting 52% from the field, I mean from the field and 42% from the three-point line. Um, you know, he currently has the Sixers at number one in the East playing completely dominant, looking like a new team with um, their new coaching coach, uh, Doc Rivers. Ben Simmons has been playing at such a high level this season as well. Uh, so that's candidate one. LeBron James, 25.8 points per game, eight rebounds, 7.8 assists, 51% from the field. The Lakers are currently third in the West. Um, you know, have pl- has played the last... Um, I want to say three weeks or so without Anthony Davis. Um, of course, that will be reevaluated um, very soon. Um, of course, now following the All-Star break. So we'll see uh, how LeBron is able to finish up the second half of the season with full strength uh, on this Lakers team. And then the Joker, 27.1 points per game, 11 rebounds, 8 points its assists. 57% from the field. So, you know, who is your MVP? I mean, currently for me... It has to be Joel Embiid. Are you kidding me? I love LeBron James. I love my Lakers. Don't get me wrong. But Joel Embiid? Are you kidding me? This man is unguardable. How are you supposed to guard a big man who can catch in the post and give you a 1-2 fadeaway? A big man who can catch in the post, one one dribble, you know, spin to the rim, lay it up. One dribble, you know, turn around, pump fake. And then drive right by. I, I I don't know how. And then another a Noah bid man who can catch it at the three point line and shoot it at forty percent. Like it's just unstoppable. It's really amazing what we're watching. Um, you know, Joel Embiid coming out of uh, college literally was collapsed. It it was I can't remember which team drafted before the Sixers who did take Joel Embiid at number three. Um, I can't remember who it was. It's still a player who's in the league, but that team's fan, those teams' fans were literally clapping that they didn't, dra- they didn't draft Joel Embiid. And now look at him. You know, he's he's developed. Um, coming out of college, he was facing injuries. He was still rehabbing, and it was a risk by the Sixers to draft him. And you know, it kind of started this whole trust the process slogan for the 76ers, You know, and it took a while for Joel Embiid to get on the floor, but you know, to his credit, he's made it count when he's on the court. I mean, he earned an extension after only playing 20 or 30 games with the Sixers. He's put this uh, team back on the map where they belonged um, after years and years of not really doing shit. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid is definitely my MVP candidate. Um, But, you know, of course, if LeBron starts playing into another gear in the second half of the season, do not... Get it twisted. LeBron is my favorite um, player in the league at the moment. Uh, but, you know, you got you to keep biases out of it. And that is why I will have to go with Joel Embiid um, at the moment. But um, that's it for today. I hope you all are having a great Wednesday, like I said um, before. Um, you know, if, if uh, you know, you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, if you have the opportunity... Uh, to, you know, help save uh, lives, please do so. Um, you know, it's uh, it's definitely that time where we're finally so close to the finish line. Um, and, you know, it's kind of our responsibilities to finish it from here. So, um, you know, I hope you all have a great rest of the day, and I will see you all on Friday. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you then.